Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into quite an interesting uh, economic discussion. You know, usually we tend to talk about the economy as it relates to uh, GDP, as it relates to inflation. We often, uh, you know, seek out uh, all the numbers that come out from the likes of stats, they say, around unemployment, around consumer consumer, inflation, and that type of thing. But for today, we are sort of branching out in a different direction to look at uh, the economic contribution of creative industries in South Africa and their place when it comes to, you know, empowering more people in the economy, you know, driving employment and actually just making sure uh, that, you know, we do take advantage of that sector. They say that South Africa has one of the most developed creative industries um, on the continent, barring, you know, when one looks at what's going on in terms of film, what's going on in terms of music, and then also at the same time what's going on in terms of arts and culture but to help us to unpack what all of this actually means uh, we are joined you know for today by uh, Kate Metze Lebaka who is the CEO of the Houting Film Commission um, she's known um, as Tumi and we're going to just be having that uh, discussion just around what's going on in the creative sector and what does it mean for the economy to me, greetings to you today. Greetings to you, Madiwa, and good uh, evening, afternoon to all your listeners. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you so much, uh, you know, for being with us today. I think maybe a, a, a good place to start is maybe getting a sense around the Gauteng Film Commission, the type of work um, that it is that you guys are doing and, you know, what your role is in terms of driving that agenda. And the Gauteng Film Commission is one of the commissions in South Africa that is looking after the film. And our objective is to literally bring the development uh, side and, and the advocacy side into the films that are shot, particularly in the Gauteng as a region and as a province. You know, um, we, we all know that um, film or the audiovisual industry has been one of the sectors that has really sustained us through COVID and has been one of those sectors that were highly impacted through COVID. So as a sector at the moment, we are coming out and repositioning ourselves after the COVID pandemic. So the Houghton Films Commission's mandate as a whole is to make sure that we make uh, Houghton a location of choice. We become a centralized industry intelligence hub and resource for the province. We work with government agencies, stakeholders to create and grow the economy of the film industry in Gauteng. What we also do is we promote and celebrate active screen culture across the province because, you know, we still have people in South Africa who have not had an opportunity of watching a movie in a cinema or in a theater of some sort. So we do uh, create uh, that audience development by making sure that more and more of our audiences are uh, glued to the screens because we also see film as a very great um, media educative um, platform 
last but not least, ours is to really transform the audiovisual industry in South Africa as a world-class industry and as a place where we can in Gauteng bring an investment to grow the bigger uh, GDP of South Africa. Maybe you could give us a little bit of insight. You know, you've just given us, uh, you know, a little bit of understanding around what the commission does, and especially that goal and objective of trying to make Gauteng a a destination for film productions. We know that South Africa has become quite a favored destination on the continent, particularly for some of the more big budget productions, even from the likes of Hollywood, which is, you know, definitely a good thing thing for the economy but you know for those that may ask how much you know or an idea of what the creative industry particularly film you know what does it uh, contribute you know to uh, South Africa's economic output I'm not sure what measure you want to give us whether it's you know to GDP um, the RANDs you know whatever you can to give us a fuller picture. So, around 2020, the South African Cultural Observatory uh, had mapped out the contribution of the entire creative industry, not just film, you know, to about 63 billion. And it is estimated to grow up to 90 billion. Now, if you look into the creative industry, it's not one of the sectors that, you know, by your first glance would be such a great contributor to the economy because, you know, focus goes into areas of energy, water, uh, technology, and all of that. But it is important to note that, you know, the creative industries has potential of literally growing um, our GDP to over 90 billion. Looking as well into, you know, the film industry, you know, before COVID, it was projected as sitting around about six or so billion, obviously due to COVID and all the complications and challenges with it, it dwindled down to just um, around over 2 million. So this industry as a whole has a great potential of bringing in investors in the country as we make, um, you know, housing a location of choice and making it a location of choice becomes a more deliberate and a more strategic move as part of growing our um, GDP and even growing the industry as a whole. We all know that, you know, South Africa and most of the filmmakers in Gauteng are coming from previously disadvantaged backgrounds. So there is a need to then look into the development leg of it. And it all starts into saying, the more investment we bring into the country, the more opportunities there are there you know, for the emerging filmmakers, the more jobs that can be uh, put on the table in our gig economy. So this is one of the sectors that is not really highly focused on, but has a great potential if enough infrastructure and investment is made into our province. And I'm now focusing into Gauteng because we're talking about the Gauteng Film Commission. If we also look into the number of production companies 
in, in South Africa, you will notice that over 54% of all production companies are found in Gauteng. This therefore makes Gauteng a center in terms of the audiovisual industry, the number of production houses that you find that also attracts various investors into the country. So there is a case to be made in terms of infrastructure and growing the audiovisual industry in South Africa. Why do we want to do that? We want to do that to tap into potential that is not yet known. And one of the ways of tapping into this uh, potential is looking at to whether we've got the correct infrastructure. If we invest into the correct infrastructure in Gauteng, we will then start seeing great numbers of investors coming in. Why infrastructure? Because if you look into the countries worldwide that has great film studios, they start attracting investment. So you find that, you know, Productions are coming into those particular uh, countries in order to start investing and creating revenue, uh, developing some of these small up-and-coming production companies. And as a Houghton Film Commission, we are also an advocate at the moment and are looking into having what we call the film studios. We've literally taken out an RFQ. And the whole reason behind having film studios, world-class film studios in Gauteng is to attract international investors. It's also key to note that there is also a shortage of studios across the world. So again, this is another way in which we can leverage as part of growing their economy to the 90 billion um, mark. You know, stats have also shown that more and more in future, we will therefore be finding millionaires coming from the creative industries. So there needs to be a deliberate, um, you know, an intentional action by both government and also private sector to start investing into the sector to make it great, to create uh, more production companies, but not just production companies, but sustainable production companies that will enable the growth of the GDP of South Africa. Um, to me, one of the things that is quite interesting about what you're saying, and I do, you know, quite agree with what you're saying, the fact that uh, having more film studios in South Africa would probably bode well for, from attracting uh, some of the, you know, higher quality productions as well as the investment that you're talking about. When one looks at what's happened in the United States over the last uh, 10 or so years, you always had uh, the two centers of power, you know, Hollywood on the West coast in uh, Los Angeles and uh, New York City on the East Coast, where a lot of your film and TV production was being done. Uh, but recently, you have sort of uh, the Midwest of America now coming up because of Atlanta and uh, the fact that you have Tyler Perry Studios and the like that are moving and attracting a lot of investment into that area. And uh, for the South Africa type of situation, I'm very curious to maybe understand when it comes to, let's say, um, uh, 
this drive to have more studios. Uh, would you say that the existing studios are being used to their, I, I guess, the maximum capacity? Are we utilizing what we have at the moment? Because I can one point foresee that that might be, you know, that might receive a little bit of pushback where people will say, because of how decimated the industry was over the last two years, uh, someone could come back and say, but well, you know, you want to build more studios, but are we you really utilizing the existing infrastructure? In very interesting, you know, is to note that, you know, there are quite a number of studios in South Africa. Are they utilized? Yes, they are. Are they all being utilized? This is a study that we are currently conducting to say, are they utilized to their full potential? But what you start seeing as a trend in South Africa, and this is where the need comes in. Every time there is a new TV series, there is a new show or anything of that nature, new studios have got to be built up from scratch. Now, imagine having studios that can be able to cater for different types of films that are being there. And this then tries to remove the burden of capital that has to be uh, invested in, in into some of these productions. In fact, I think last week, you know, we visited uh, Brain, um, you know, Brain Productions. And my goodness, they have set up studios for all that production from scratch. But if there were studios that were there, you know, you would understand that they would not have to put as much um, investment that would necessarily be there because government would have met them halfway. So it is trying to say with the money that is there, how can we do you know more with the little that we have? How can we create opportunities instead of having to build and rebuild studios all over again? But also how can we get that production company that is emerging, that is previously disadvantaged, who's got this movie idea and they do not have the right facilities. We need to find a way of being able for them to have access to new studios at reasonable costs. And, and again, this is part of growing the industry. This is part of making the dream a reality. So as a GFC, we want to say, how do we now take that burden away from our production companies by having access to these studios. But also we say if internationals are coming on board, they are more likely to partner with emerging production companies. What does this do? There is now a great transfer of skills and great employment being created with regards to that. If you look into Gauteng alone, you know, we boast of one of the great infrastructures, great historical locations, great buzzing um, economic hub, and great nightlife. And there, there is so, so much in Gauteng to be leveraged on in terms of productions. And this is what we are also saying become the key areas that will attract investors into the country. Because for example, if you go to Western Cape, most production companies would complain to say, I go to Western Cape, so it will experience like three, four times, three different weathers on one day. But when you come to Gauteng, you know when it's sunny, it's sunny. You are able to shoot across the board. So these are some of the things that we are trying and want to leverage and build on as a Gauteng Film Commission by creating versatility 
and studios that will be able to accommodate and make things much better and easier for our uh, own production companies. Like I've indicated, we are finalizing and are looking into our audit to say, what are the different studios that exist? Because again, what we don't want to do is replicate what exists, but create something that will take us to the next step forward. Obviously, this will be done with industry um, buy-in. What we've done with the RFQ, we received so much interest from the stakeholders because already this is something that the production companies have seen as a need in their own spheres. So we are really building on the key need that has been identified. When it comes to, you know, identifying all those key needs to me and also at the same time leveraging some of the advantages that you've just highlighted about what's going on in Gauteng uh, versus areas of the Western Cape that have become popular for film uh, production and the like, I'm very interested to understand, um, you know, your thoughts or the GFC's, uh, you know, contribution to developing the rest of the ecosystem because it's one thing to have the studios in place. Um, and I think the the beauty of the film industry in particular is the fact that when you look at it in totality, you have the second and third order industries that are coming into to, to have certain, um, you know, support levels. So your 90 billion that you're talking about might actually end up having a multiply effect because you've got your costume houses, you've got your um, what do you call this? You've got your costume houses, you've got your artisans uh, that are creating some of the sets, um, you've got your 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 technical people, uh, video editors, you've got camera people and the like. And, you know, a lot of the time you might have a main production house, but there might be some of the supporting people, maybe um, one house that's just doing, you know, sound engineering uh, for film and another one that's just doing color grading and, you know, visual effects for these types of things. So maybe you could talk to us about, um, you know, making sure that we get more and more people, especially those that were previously disenfranchised, coming in and creating some of those um, supporting structures for the rest of the ecosystem. You know, the Houghton Films Commission's mandate is to develop our emerging filmmakers in some sort of seed funding to the productions that they may have. And our offerings start from your script development to your productions, to your post-productions. We also look into issues of um, marketing and distribution, which is very great in South Africa. If you look into, if you've got to literally shoot a movie in South Africa, a good possibly quality movie would cost you anything from between three to six million if you look into the entire value chain. And as a GFC, though we may not be at a position to fund that entire amount, we come in to say, let us just help you with this particular area, be it your script development, as I've indicated, your post-production, your production, and so forth. But what is important is we also work with other key partners like your IDC. We also work with your SABC to make sure that once there is enough funding, for uh, 
given to the partner or the production company, they are able to leverage and start tapping into other areas that are important. But most importantly is to say, how do we also grow the marketing and the distribution? You know, if you look into firms that have made it, you will find that more and more is then being invested into the marketing and the distribution of it to make sure that the movies that are being shot in South Africa do not just end up in South Africa, but the marketing and the distribution is beyond the shores of South Africa. One of our key areas that we are looking at as a Houghton Film Commission is access to markets. How do we start opening doors to other countries just beyond South Africa? Because we believe that as a Houghton uh, province, we are strategically positioned as a gateway to Africa. So what we then are looking into is engaging and having other film commissions across the world entering into MOUs and collaboration that makes it easier for our production companies to make business or collaborate uh, there because we believe that, you know, the future is African and it is important that we start collaborating more and more. We have seen in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, some of our productions that we've partly supported in one way or another, getting, you know, film awards, um, international film awards. We're talking about the likes of your Tidiboni, which is on Netflix, the likes of uh, Tando, Margarine, the list is endless. So you do see that there is an appetite that is coming through. And when you look into the history of these production companies, you start seeing that these are emerging. So if there is correct platform, if there are enough funding resources and infrastructure to make sure that these films, more films are shot and that they make it big, the better. And it, this becomes a great way into the world. A demand will be there for our products as we have already seen by the number of awards that we are getting uh, already in South Africa and particular as film uh, for, for the filmmakers in Gauteng. To me, I want to sort of end off today's discussion, you know, discussing um, livelihoods. I like the fact that you mention what a typical budget looks like on a film in the country. You said around your three to six million type of range. And, you know, just doing some quick back of the napkin type of maths, I can see how you, you know, kind of arrive at that number. But outside of that number, um, we talk about uh, the films that, uh, you know, have gone big, the local productions and series that are gaining critical acclaim internationally, etc. Uh, but I wanted to chat about the livelihood of being associated first with film and second with creative industries, because um, as much as we might be trying to encourage more people to get into it, the development of the sector in a lot of uh, you know families, and particularly black families, if you'll allow me, there tends to be a reluctance to encourage people to get into some of the creative sectors such as film because the thinking is that you know you're much better served becoming you know a doctor lawyer accountant those traditional type of professions so the the question is an easy one to say 
Are young filmmakers, are filmmakers, you know, in the industry, are they making money? Outside of the big productions that do gain the big attention, we're now talking about on average, on aggregate, are the people um, in the sector actually, you know, making a decent living? Well, there are two ways of answering uh, that question, Mugiwa. And I think um, the first point is that, yes, if you look into the production companies, especially in the last um, few months and few years, you start seeing more and more production companies that are coming out and having their productions on our various uh, TV shows or various platforms, be it Netflix, Showmax, and so forth. And one of the things that I'm greatly proud of is more and more they are emerging. So is there a case to be made for a Black um, South African child who wants to go into the audiovisual industry? Are there prospects? Yes, they are. And the focus, what we need to start changing and shaping the minds of the parents is for them to see potential in the film and audiovisual industry. This talks amongst others, the fact of let us just start sharing what this industry is contributing into the economy. But also let us also start looking into, you know, how these production companies are, are literally you know, creating jobs. Like I was saying just last week, I was at the, um, you know, uh, Black Brain uh, Studios and they're just employing over 300, um, you know, artists, be it your makeup, be it your various actors, directors and so forth. So is there a case to be made? Yes, there is a case to be made. But what we also need to, to look into, which is what I'm passionate about, is creating our, the production companies to be more sustainable. We need to move the creative and, and creatives themselves from not only just looking into the great idea, the great film, but how to create and commercialize that film so that it makes enough money to create more? And how do we make sure that the productions that are here are ready for the world, that they can be commercialized and can start making money beyond just our shows? There is a need for our stories. There is a great appetite for our stories to be told, but we need to look into and tap into the business side of it. Now, if you look into one of our interviews, that we have as the GFC, we are hosting a three-day Discover Film Summit, which is taking place from the 19th to the 21st of October. And this literally becomes a, a platform to equip local filmmakers with the necessary skills to make them global leaders and financially sound. There will be experts that will be sharing their skills in that platform to make sure that there is market access that is being created, there is upskilling that is created, there are master classes and, and workshops that will enable the various uh, entrepreneurs in the sector to take it to the next step and to also be able to say with the technology, how do we therefore make sure that these production companies can leverage on the right tech in order to make it abroad. We can see that there are more and more growing platforms and we now need to then be able to leverage on these platforms, make sure that the production companies that are emerging are able 
to make the requirements of Netflix, the requirements of Showmax, and all the other platforms that are there in South Africa so that their production companies see the light of day and can literally move beyond the shores of South Africa. One of these days, we definitely need to get you back to me to talk about the Netflix, the Showmax, and what impact you know that sector of technology has had on the sector. But for today, uh, certainly happy to see and hear uh, the fact that uh, the Houghton Film Commission is um, one of those thing, one of those uh, commissions that is trying to um, increase you know, the rate of investment, particularly in the creative sectors, and. Um, uh, what you were saying at the end there about how do we get more people into the sector and changing the mindsets around um, getting into the creative sector, getting more parents to encourage their children to get into the sector. Uh, there does need to be a sort of evangelizing that does need to happen, but that evangelism can best support it by having the results, you know, sort of speaking for themselves around the potential that a sector like film, you know, does have for the the country and its prospects so that's been it to me before we let you go just a quick one from us because you're speaking so passionately about all of these you know uh, productions are there any uh, local productions that have stood out to you either this year over the COVID period you know something that you've watched or you know have been involved in that you said okay fine this we did well or this was done well oh yes indeed one of the Films is Tando that really start talks about issues of um, colorism, um, teenage suicide, bullying in schools. You know, I think it is currently on DSTV, but also um, we've just supported um, Goobs, uh, a story about the life of men's Mgubani, which is really out now. So these are literally some. But also what is also fascinating to, to me at the moment is the investment that we are making in animation, making sure that we move from the SpongeBob's as you know it, but I have our own African animations that starts uh, educating children. So we are working with Animation South Africa and Simulohong as part of making sure that that is also a reality. South African production companies, emerging production companies are doing well. We need to put enough resources, support behind them for them to make sure that they are globally. All right. So we need to put a lot more resources behind, you know, film and television in South Africa to make sure that we have a situation where these industries do come out and actually support, you know, more that's going on. So that's been it, you know, very fascinating discussion. We were talking to Tumi um, just around, you know, what's going on. She is Ketubeta Lebaka, who is the CEO of the Gauteng Film Commission, giving us some insight into their work around trying to attract more and more productions into the country and then you know just uh, giving off some of her favorite productions at the end some of the ones but she's also then highlighting you know once again another piece that I think could be a whole conversation on its own the fact that uh, animation local animation productions are emerging as a new area of growth and opportunity and we'll definitely be catching up with her in future just to you know, see and understand uh, what the growth in all of these different initiatives has been. Tumi, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Mudiwa. This is Mudiwa's take.
very fascinating discussion there with Tumi, and I think the 90 billion number is a very interesting one. If I, if you do a rough calculation of 90 billion, you know, versus the one and a half to two trillion, uh, that tends to be what's taken on uh, by uh, national, you know, national treasury and SARS in particular in terms of collections, then you do see that is quite a significant amount uh, that's actually being collected roughly six or so percent um, of uh, South Africa's GDP and to put that into context uh, mining in South Africa huge industry is about seven percent and I think tourism uh, sits at roughly eight percent so you can see that uh, you know as the young people would say that film in in that film and uh, the creative industries are playing with the big boys um, as they say and going forward it is is one of those industries that's likely going to experience a lot of growth and um, it reminds me you know on this platform a couple of months ago I did talk about going to Dubai and actually seeing how South Africa um, started their investment campaign uh, their six-month investment campaign in that country and a lot of it was around uh, film, television, and music. So the creative, um, you know, sectors. Very interesting to see that the office of the presidency, that economic development minister Patel and the like. That's what they chose, you know, to use um, as a way to, you know, to start their campaign. And I think that shows how important uh, f- uh, the creative industries are within the South African context. But how big they can be in terms of drawing and attracting, you know, more. More uh, funding into the country because at the end of the day we talk about a three to six million rand budget, but when we are now you know go even higher, the likes of Game of Thrones you know when at its peak uh, were commanding budgets of roughly 150 to 170 million rand you know per episode, and if you can have some of those types of productions coming into the country, those are the types of things that have um, your spillover effects you know in the rest of the economy. And the other piece is the fact that for you to be having those types of productions, you do need your ancillary services in financial services, um, in legal, etc. Because you're not just going to have a you know a hundred million to a billion uh, rand budget production. It needs to be financed from somewhere, and that's where you have you know your your banks and the like that come into uh, the equation. So all of those you know types of spillover effects. That's why box office numbers for example tend to be so important because what you're actually trying to do is to measure uh, the return on investment xyz you know shot a movie for a hundred million dollars if it makes a billion at the box office then you have a 10 times return um, on that hundred million dollar investment so what do those numbers look like in south africa how can you increase those types of margins to um, have more and more of these productions coming to south africa And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Pocket Cast or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail, and this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So, for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Thank you.